Shut up and sit down. bitchy right now. I'm like epically bitchy and I'm not even anywhere near PMS. I have no idea why I'm so bitchy, but it should be entertaining. Um, I was on Facebook, as I often am when I can't write. And it's not that I can't write, it's just I'm not really in the mood to write because I've written about uh, 40-ish K in the past week and a half. Anyways, um, You guys can look forward to two episodes of um, Hold My Coffee as soon as it gets through beta. I am currently editing um, episode four, and then episode four will go to beta, but episode three is currently in beta. So, yay. Um, I was uh, um, on Facebook, as I said, and um, after I checked out the lady in um, Jilly's Grass, I was um, tooling around, and I found this um, post from a minion, and um, it was from the One One Million Moms group. They have a page on Facebook, and I got to tell you, it doesn't look like One Million. So from now on, I'm going to call them 88,288 moms. I'm going to round down. We're going to call them 88,000 moms because it does, I mean, they only have that many likes, but... I don't see a million there. I think they they got a problem. Anyway, 88,000 moms is bitchy about Disney being inclusive and having um, gay storylines on this cartoon. And apparently um, uh, one of the characters in The Upcoming Beauty and the Beast starring Emma Watson. I'm so looking forward to it. I'm going to be there day one. Watch me. You won't actually be able to watch me, but I will be talking about it because I can't even watch the previews for Beauty and the Beast without getting choked up. I get so excited because it was my absolute favorite movie when I was little. I wore the fuck out of VHS tape, and then I have it on DVD um, or Blu-ray. I have a Blu-ray. I expect to enjoy the hell out of this movie because I love Emma Watson. I love Beauty and the Beast. It's like Hollywood maybe made me a baby. I'm super excited about my Hollywood baby. I can't wait. I can't wait. It'll be great. It better be great. If it sucks, I'm going to be so mad. Either way, you guys can expect to be entertained by the results. That hurts my feelings, Jilly. She said she's got advanced screening tickets for the day before. That's evil. Oh, my God. I can't talk. I'm not going to be able to talk to you that day because of my jealousy. It'll be bad. Oh, anyways. Anyways. Now, I just won't be able to talk to you because I'll be so mad. I'm just going to be, no, <laughs> no, boo, you whore. <laughs> Oh, 
fucking bitches in California always get awesome shit because they're right there by Hollywood. <sighs> Boo, you whore is a thing of the week. Um, Amy McAdams is like stuck permanently in my head. Um, I ain't mad. No, I'm I'm a little mad actually. I'm 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 a little mad. Um, I would love to be there for the red carpet um thing, um in Hollywood. I think that would be so awesome to see that. Of course, I'd be a total fangirl and it'd be embarrassing. And I'm way too old to be a fangirl, so that probably doesn't ever need to happen because who needs a forty-ish Southern belle on the side screaming Emma, Emma? <laughs> no one needs to see that. No one ever needs to see that. It'll be ridiculous. Anyways, Hollywood. Hollywood had me a baby. I'm super excited about. Um, no, you don't. You really don't need to see it. You really don't. Anyways, 88,000 Moms is um, all of it arms because there's a gay character in Beauty and the Beast. And um, they want to send, they have this petition for Disney. And I'm thinking to myself, don't you bitches have more important things to be doing? I mean, because the children in Flint, Michigan, are still being poisoned daily. So those kids have are permanently damaged. They are damaged for life. And these women would rather spend their social currency bitching about Disney instead of helping children who are starving and children who have bad water and children who are being forced into war in other countries, these bitches... They're assholes. They're just assholes. They're just complete assholes. I hope none of them see Beauty and the Beast. They don't deserve... To see the beast. They don't deserve to see all of his majesticness. Anyways. 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 Those of us who will not be seeing a premiere of Beauty and the Beast. And we'll have to watch it on the release day. Like regular people. I'm not even mad at you. I'm 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 not mad. I'm not. I just I actually I am in a I'm just in a really bitchy mood. Just 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 really bitchy. Um, but I was um over on um Facebook and I'm going to reveal to you one um of the most assholeish things that I do. There are those genre finder groups for Star Trek and for um, Stargate. I belong to both of those. I follow both of them anyway. I'm not sure if I actually belong to them, but I do follow them so I get the posts from these groups on LiveJournal. And most days it'll be like nice, pleasant stuff. You know, um, first time fix, um, 
ancient baby fix. Just, you know, fun stuff, right? Fun. Fun stuff. That every once in a while, there will be this person who gets on there and asks for rape and torture fix. And I don't know what stuns me most, that they're actually seeking explicit torture and or rape. Or that always, always, within like a half hour to an hour of this being posted, in Harry Potter group too, um, these groups being posted, there will be dozens of links. And every one of them will start, well, this is my favorite one. And this has this, this, and this, and this. And they'll list five, ten stories in the fandom that will meet. And I'm thinking to myself, you actually keep a fucking list of rape torture fix? I am judging the fuck out of you. I'm judging you so hard. Now, here's something that got added to my routine when Archive of Our Own appeared. I never did it on fanfiction.net. I never did it on live Don't race bait. But when I see something offensive, incest, pedophilia, rape, torture, um, being wrecked, and it's an AO3 link, I click on it, not to read it. I scroll all the way down to the bottom to see who left kudos and to read the comments. Because I'm going to judge every single one of you. If you've ever liked a rape torture fic, I've seen your little kudos on AO3, and I think you're sick. I'm not kidding. I read your comments. I don't know what's more annoying. To see all these glowing comments about rape torture fics, or to see the same commenters that are on my site telling me how awesome I am, On this torture fic on AO3 telling them how awesome they are. I'm sure the writing is great. I don't know. I didn't read it. I'm not gonna. And I'm not gonna read Crimes Against Humanity. But that wasn't the one I was talking about. Um, I, I have heard that's an awesome fic. I have heard it is extremely well written. And it's a, be- it's a really amazing story. And the plot is awesome. I cannot read it because I'm sensitive. No laughing. I am actually sensitive. But, whenever I see this shit on AO3, I click on it. Not crimes. Because I, I've never actually I've never actually seen that on AO3. It's probably on there, I just have never seen it. But I mean like this, these, these wrecks that I see on um, the StoryFinder groups. Um, click on them and go see who read them and commented on them and had the balls to kudos. And I'm thinking to myself, you sick bitches. Look at you. Look at you sick bitches. Got my knickers of judgment on. They're grandma panties. They're all the way up to my tits. (laughs) Oh, So there is a AO3 group on for authors. It's an AO3. AO3 authors group and they had a discussion about Chan and pedophilia and I did not participate 
well, I participated in a third party kind of way through another author, but that's a different that's a different situation altogether. Um, and I read through this fic, and everybody who was defending, I did not make an actual list, but I did take note of their names because if you defend the writing or the reading of pedophilia. I think you're gross. 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 Anyways, I'm just saying, I'm going to judge you. It's what I do. And I am surrounded by women who do the same thing. I'm going to give you an example. Oscar Knight. What was the bitch squad doing? Were we watching the award show? No. We were on the internet waiting for the dresses, the, the pictures of the dresses, so we could judge them and find them lacking. And we did. There we were. all agree that Viola Davis looked like a fucking movie star on Oscar night and everybody else literally paled in comparison they all sucked compared to Viola Davis that woman was rocking it I kind of have a crush so when I was over at the 88,000 Moms Facebook group, I got curious. So I went to the 88,000 Moms website, which they call One Million Moms, but that's just so inaccurate. Why can't they just kind of own themselves and be true to who they are? I'm just saying, you don't got to claim to be One Million when you're not. That's just like a man. Always claiming more than he's got. And this is true of men who have a lot and of men who have a little. You give a man six inches, he'll claim eight. You give a man eight, he'll claim ten. I, I'm just saying. They don't got to, you know, exaggerate. Anyways, I'm over there on the site, and I click on the About page, and there's actually, there's two buttons. One is to make a donation (laughs) to their nonprofit organization, and the other literally says, Submit Trash. Let us know when you find trash in the media. If you see questionable material in in the media, let us know. And then the button actually says, Submit trash. I could and probably will abuse this button. I think I'm going to start with articles about Trump. Oh, I'm not supposed to talk about him. Um, about current political situations that I find intolerable. Is that better? I think that's better. Anyways. I am going to have a great deal of fun with the trash button until they ban my IP address from one million 
if you guys want to do that, go to one million moms dot com, click on about and scroll down and you'll see a submit trash button. And just feel free to let them know about all the things you think are trashy. I'm not advocating I'm just saying that if you see something you think is trashy on the internet, you should let one million moms know. I live in a fairly large city. I have got plenty of hot spots. I'm just saying. I bet I could get half my... St- <laughs> I'm just saying, if you see something you find trashy or offensive on the internet, you should let one million moms know. They have a button. They have a button. Submit trash. I, I'm just saying that we need to clean up the world. We need, we're going to help. Them, we're going to help. We're going to shape the purpose of one million moms, eighty-eight thousand moms. We're going to shape their purpose and teach them what trash is. Now, don't go sending them things that aren't trash. Just legitimate trash. I'm just saying. Legitimate trash. (laughs) They need to know. They need to know about all this trash that we find and we see. (sighs) But anyway, back to fandom judgment. I do, I cannot, I cannot help myself. I have a real problem with um, explicit rape for titillation um, and torture. Um, I have pedophilia and Chan and the objectification of children and the the um, the argument that it's fiction and children can give consent in fiction. Fuck you. Because that's not how that shit works. And when you write shit like that, you justify that shit in the minds of the people who are reading your shit and jerking off to it. So fuck you. That's why I didn't participate in that conversation on the AO3 authors list because I would have gotten thrown out of their group. And then I wouldn't be able to judge them. I was listening. I'm probably going to get kicked out of the group anyway. I don't care. I still have the website to judge. I don't do it to the pit. And you would think I would have all the stuff that is on fanfiction.net. You think I'd be all over? I'd be all over it with all the comp. I don't even look at the comments over there. It's the kudos, really. It's the kudos that I'm really attracted to. Because there's people who don't comment, who don't have time or don't feel comfortable commenting, will often like a post or hit kudos um, to show their support, which is great. But it also reveals things about you that, uh, 
Wait, Julie, what do you mean? Shit. Shit. Is that you? Yeah, it is. What do you mean it's against their TOS? Fanfiction.net? That kind of stuff's against their terms of service. What, trolling comments to judge people? No, 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 no. I mean, I mean the chan, the pedophilia, and that, that stuff. That stuff is not oh, yeah. to be posted on that site. So, oh, yeah. when you, so the fact that it's there, it technically could be reported, right? So, um, people having a community kind of in a forbidden space is, in a way, a little bit less offensive than people having a community in a space where it's perfectly fine. <laughs> so it's like, um, I don't know. I just find I. Well, one of the reasons why AO3 exists because of censorship um, that was going down on places like fanfiction.net and adultfanfiction.com and um, LiveJournal when all the slash was in danger. Um, is one of the reasons AO3 exists. And their, their policy of... Um, not censoring their authors is great on paper. Yeah, it sounds good. Until you're strolling through or scrolling through um, Harry Potter and you come across um, Harry Snape and the author has put explicit sex scene between Harry and Snape in the fucking summary of their story... Which is not, by the way, a violation of the TOS terms of service for AO3. I've seen that. No, I've not. also seen an explicit rape in yes, the I, summary. Saw, so you can't ignore it. Like it's right there. Us, I like I swear like twenty of us stumbled across this newly posted Hobbit fic one day that was had explicit violent rape scene in the summary. And um the author was critiqued for it heavily. Um, and she made comments in her comment section that she knew she was going to have problems with it, but she didn't care. And a bunch of us reported it to AO3, and I had a back and forth with AO3 about this because their position was, I said, well, you know, you go to the Hobbit fandom, you can't, you can't skip that. You can't skip that triggery content because it's right there in your face. And they said that it's on me. Their response was that it was on me to always exclude the warning rape before looking at to always to always do a minus rape in the tags um, before looking at any content on AO3 if I found it upsetting. Except that means you have to trust the author to actually tag for rape or to warn, and they don't have to do that on AO3. Right. They can say that they're choosing not to use the warnings. And then it's right there for the fucking world to see. Yep. I'm judging you. Yeah, do not go over to the Teen Wolf fandom. Be very careful in the Teen Wolf fandom. Because I saw some shit. And I think to myself, if you love a character, why would you turn them into this? Why would you make Derek Hale a pedophile? If you love him, if he's your favorite character, why would you do that? Stand. Unless you find pedophiles attractive. 
and that's why I judge you. Because that's the assumption that I have to make. If you're taking a character that you love and turning them into something so aberrant, I have to assume that you like the aberration. And there's a disturbing amount of, um, um, I need a Mr. Goodbar after that. Absolutely. There's a disturbing amount of, uh, Sheriff Stalinsky and Styles, young Styles. Very over there. Styles. Eight, nine years old. Be careful. Because I click on those pics to look at the kudos. I'm not kidding, I do. I don't care if it gives the author a hit. I'm not actually going to read that shit. But I like to know who is reading it. Because now I have to say like I there said, is, my judgment there panties are granny panties. There is one I ain't gonna say what the fic is. I had whole trauma around this. Somebody recommended a story to me on AO three and I was um I start reading and the author didn't warn for underage. And I get to going down, reading down, and I when I get to the part where I realize that Harry is 14 in this story, I freaked out, and in my attempts to exit with my trackpad, I left kudos. <laughs> and you and can't take it back. You can't take it back. You cannot unkudo. And I almost wanted to leave a comment going, I didn't mean that kudos. <laughs> like I take it, it back, you sick pervert. I was like, oh, my God. What and I was more upset, actually. I, I was so upset about that kudos. I was like, I almost wanted to, like, get rid of my account and start over. I was so mad that I had actually <laughs> whacked that kudos button. And I was like, oh. oh I, was so, I was just, I was so pissed that I left kudos on a, a story with. That's why you also don't leave kudos on an unfinished fic. This is true, because you never know what's going to creep in there later. And you can't take it back. They have not brought in the unkudos kudos button. on one chapter. It's kudos on the whole thick. Can you imagine if they had an unkudos button and your kudos were going down <laughs> when you put up a new chapter? <laughs> that would be it's terrible. It's a terrible <laughs> thing to contemplate. But you're That's cruising along. That's probably why they don't have it. That is and definitely day, why they yeah. don't have it. Exactly. And one day you put up a new chapter, and all of a sudden you have like 50 kudos disappear, and you're like, whoa, what happened? Well, shit. <laughs> I think I may have made a misstep with that last chapter. <laughs> I guess they didn't like that. <laughs> That's the most passive-aggressive thing I could possibly <laughs> But, no, I mean, come on now, come on. I and I can't help myself. But like I said, I don't do it on fanfiction.net, although I don't think I've ever actually seen, I've seen underage um, snary on fanfiction.net, um, 15, 16-year-old Harry Potter seducing Snape. Um, I didn't read it. I read the summary, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I had no idea Snary existed really until I clicked on that one day. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? I was, I was really, uh, and please, please, if you're listening and you read Snary, do not send me emails recommending me your favorite stories. 
And if you've read something underage that you thought was really well done and you think it would change my mind, it won't change my mind. Do not send me these fucking links. I will unfriend you. And I will ban your fucking IP address from my website. I'm not kidding. Do not send me that shit. I do not want to see it. And also, it will reveal to me that you're an asshole who has no respect for my inbox and my thoughts and my brain. And you want to expose me to shit that will make me not want to write forever. Oh, you'd be surprised, Turtle. You'd be surprised how many times I have complained about um, things like uh, the incest in um, Supernatural or something that um, that I don't read numbers because of the Charlie Dawn incest. Um, and I don't read Supernatural because of the Dean Sam incest. And you never know when it's going to just pop up in there. And I don't... I, Avoid anything that has Snape and Harry having any kind of decent relationship because there might be sexual overtones. Because these bitches can't be trusted. And I'll be. You know what? I, I I listen to your podcast and I understand where you're coming from, but I think if you read this story right here, you would change your mind. And why do they want me to change my mind? So, so I will less write judged. that shit. And they'll oh, and feel also, less judged by me. Yeah. And also because they're thinking that, you know, if you read that one, you'll want more of them out there. And, yeah, then you'll turn around and write it, which is like, no. No. It's not a bad line of thought, but it ain't going to fucking happen. Ever. 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 Yeah, see, I start, I started when I first started out in HP fandom. I had only read um, like maybe the first book, I think maybe, and I was reading it to my sister, and I wasn't really into it. I was m- more curious about why all the X Files writers were jumping ship for Harry Potter. It's like, so cute. You That's so cute. You, you read it to your sister. How much younger is she than you? Um, well, I have one sister who's close to my age, and I have a sister at the time. Um, she's she's 23 years younger than me, so she was like eight at the time, I think, or seven. And then I and then I have a sister who's 30 years younger than me. Holy shit! I know. So spread that shit out, man. But, um, yeah, so I wasn't really familiar with the fandom at all. I was, like, you know, kind of investigating, like, where are my bitches going, you know? Why are they all over here? And so I was relying <laughs> on other people. Well, I was relying on other people to um, kind of guide me, like, what's interesting to read, you know? So people were directing me here, there, and everywhere. And so a lot of the first things I was exposed to well, were suboptimal, well, and I would I would come back and I would go, well, you know the story didn't really explain how Harry got over, you know because the first time somebody recommended something where Harry's underage, I was like, what the hell is this shit? But then so then somebody says, oh, Harry, I'm going to give you something that's got, you know, um, him him older. I'm like, oh well, okay, I guess there's something for everybody. And I go, well, they don't really explain how they get past the whole 
whole abuse angle, other than this trope of you were always the person who was consistent, I, I don't understand. I'm confused. <laughs> a and, consistent and asshole is still an asshole. <laughs> right. You never lied to me. Um, all right. All right. I, I was like, I don't I, So I had all this lack of comprehension. Um, and then I started real, and then I started realizing just how dark and pervasive that fandom, that that pairing, and some of the other pairings in the fandom were. And I was like, this is like somehow legalized child porn. I don't understand how this is okay, because I had never encountered. Um, and that was like one of the traumatic moments. Was that somebody sent me a link to a story where Harry was. Four. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And I was like, yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? And uh, and so someone, so this someone's response because there was there was this group of people who yeah, on Live Journal was Live Journal at the time, and there was this group of people, and this um, one person said, um, well, well you, maybe that's not a good pairing for you. Why don't you try this pairing? And her 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 consolation pairing because I was so put off by the Harry Snape serious Harry, Harry Voldemort. No, Harry Voldemort. Oh. Yes, because I'd much rather fuck the man that murdered my mother and father than the man who just had a boner for my mom. I'm... Yeah. I... Come on now. But then I finished reading the books. And the funny thing is, at first I was just offended conceptually by the whole thing. I was like, what the hell is this, right? So conceptually, I was like, this is horrible. He's a child. Why is this such a big thing? And then I finished reading all the books, and um, and then I was mortally offended on a different level because then I was attached to the character. And I was like, I don't understand how you can like a character and do that. Why would you want to make his life worse? He lost his bird and his house elf. And now you're going to give him Snape as a reward? I'm not understanding I don't fucking this, think so. <laughs> this train of thought. <laughs> the Snape is a Dobby replacement. It's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Snape is, but whatever. Um, well, no, I've, I've read him redeemed in stories. I've read him in stories where I liked him. I liked him in Birth of the Serpent King. Um, there are stories where, um, and the, th- the thing is, I, I'm more likely to want to see him if he is, if I'm, I'm going to read him in a romantic pairing with someone in his age bracket. You know, like Sirius cracks me up. Sirius and Severus having a thing for each other, and that was a source of their that trope of that being the source of their their bickering <laughs> with their yeah. secret longing for one another, I find that to be hysterical. I really, it's like a guilty pleasure. I love that shit. And I'm totally down with Severus Lucius being together, dark or light, doesn't matter. You know, that's totally fine because, <laughs> you know, whatever, that's good, compatriots. But I don't understand the need to pair him with, a, with you know, with with Harry. I just... Oh. Or Hermione. 
No, no, that, we aren't. It's worse. I don't know why it's worse, but it is. <laughs> because he's a fucking Death Eater. That's why it's worse. Yeah, and she's a Muggleborn. But I have written him redeemed. But even redeemed, I don't want to read him with a kid. I don't care if nobody decent and I don't care if that hurts your feelings. If you're listening to this and and you read that shit, um, and you think I don't think you're decent, you're right. I don't. I don't think you're a decent person. If you enjoy reading stories about adults fucking children, raping children, you are not a good person. End of. I don't care. And I How got that makes a, you feel? I got into a... It started off as an intellectual discussion with somebody one day about um, these things happen in the real world and so they should be able to be written about. I said, now wait a minute. Dial it back a bit. If you are using... Hor- if, you're, if you're saying that somebody's had something horrible happen to them... And your story is about the recovery of that or the getting away from that or the whatever. But these stories are not written about that stuff being awful. Or if they are written about some of these stories, it's, it's, it's these horrible things because it, you, you, can, you can have something be horrible and not have it be fetishized. It, 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 you know, you just – you can have a story where a character has been – and I've read some very powerful stories where characters have had horrible things happen to them and how they move on with their life or how they recover or how they build something new or how they get revenge. Probably one of the best stories I ever read was a really good revenge fic. And it, um, and they can be very powerful. But none of those times when I thought that that was written powerfully was it written in a way that fetishized the rape or the the pedophilia or... Um, glamorized it in any way or even wrote those things graphically to titillate people. It was referenced, but not um, it's the fetishization of these things that is so appalling. You know, fetishizing race is really gross. But it doesn't mean you can't have a character who was raped in a story because, yes, it is reality. People are raped. But when it's written to be titillating, that's what's appalling. When you write pedophilia or rape to be sexually arousing, it's a problem. And if you write pedophilia because you find it arousing, you are a pedophile. And it doesn't matter if you never touch a child. You'll still be a pedophile. I am dead serious. If you find reading it sexually arousing and it gets you off, you are a pedophile. Even if you never touch a child. I could not be more serious. So when I see you liking that shit... On AO3, I think to myself, well. (laughs) 
You nasty bitches. Well, what the hell? <laughs> well, and the funny thing is, there's there's a there's a symptom. There's there's an interesting thing that happens. Um, I, I talked about it in the chat room, but you talked about people on Fix Finder groups um, going out and looking for fix that have this. You know, give me recommendations of stories that have blah. The symptom of this, I think the thing that proves that what is alluring to them is the rape or whatever, the rape, the torture, whatever, is that the, the other side of that search is people will look for a fic and all they can remember about it is the rape or the torture. Is the explicit rape. And like, right. I don't remember what else is in the story, but I remember that this character was raped in this way. You're going, and everybody recognizes it. I think they're going, that's what you remember out of the story is that scene, which tells me that. that and is, usually they get a response in like ten, fifteen minutes. Yeah, it, ten, fifteen minutes will pass. They'll get a response, no matter the time of the day. It doesn't matter. There will be somebody there on point with a fucking link. I, just like no oh yeah i'm judging you i'm totally judging you i'm judging the fuck out of you i can't i i just it's it's but this this ao3 thing is is when i first started doing it i didn't even think i i don't even really realize what i was doing it was kind of like a a thing, but I never did it on fanfiction.net when I saw rape or torture. Um, even if it would have 200 comments, I wouldn't go in and read them. But now, if I see that shit on AO3, I'm clicking. And I'm scrolling all the way down so I can see who left kudos and who's commented and what they said. I also do it to bad fic. Don't be lying and say you don't read bad fic. We all do. You wouldn't know what bad fic was if you hadn't read it. We've all read... <laughs> Some stories that are so bad. You're like, why the fuck am I reading this? Click next. Why next chapter? Why do I keep reading this? Why can't I go somewhere else? You don't. You just keep reading, right? Yes, you do. We've well, all done it. We've all I, done it. I will. I will click on those things and scroll down to the bottom and see who's reading that shit. And you know, assholes, come on now. If you, if I see a bad fic and it's got your your name on it and you comment and tell them how wonderful it is, and you're over on my site the next day telling me how wonderful I am, I can't trust you. <laughs> Just it hurts me. It is. It's terrible. I um, I went through a um, I've been noping out of more stories lately than ever. Um, I because I went through a bad I would call it like like a bad sick obsession for a while. It's like it seemed like it was all I was getting, so I was just reading and kept. It was like train wreck. I was calling it like train wreck syndrome. It was like I just could not look away. It was like a very bad case of rubbernecking. <laughs> like I don't know <laughs> train wreck. It's like total train wreck thinking. You're like. Well, okay, maybe it'll get better. No, it's never getting better, but now I have to see what happens to this terrible thick. <laughs> well, where does this go? How much worse can it possibly get? How many times can Tony there we possibly go. cry in this story? Um, so <laughs> <laughs> you start the making a little is- note on a post note. Next thing you know, you've got like 15 little marks. Well, shit. <laughs> Tony needs some water. He's dehydrated. <laughs> 
He has no fluids left in his entire body. Why is he crying again? How is this physiologically possible? He can't come because he's cried out all of his water. He has no. And let me come back to nothing left to come. come again in a minute. Oh my God! <laughs> Fuck. Please, <gasps> okay. Please, we can't talk about the giant balls again. Okay, we can't talk about the giant balls. We won't no talk giant about giant balls. We won't talk about the actual giant balls, but okay. I don't know where else that comes from when someone comes a gallon. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) I need an excess time warning, please. But anyway, so um, (laughs) so I started. One thing I noticed when I went through this 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 rubbernecking, this sick rubbernecking thing, where I was reading way more bad fic than I was reading good fic. As I started, it started creeping in. I was like, I'd write something and I would go, I'd forget how words were spelled. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't, I don't I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's the word I, I want, but I don't know. My homophones are all screwed up. <laughs> Terrible. Google is your friend. So, to be fair, you I'm misspelling Kayla? Yeah, so I'm reading this story the other day. And um, for start, I shouldn't have read it. I should I should not have read it because no story that is eight thousand words ish needs two hundred tags. Okay, it's just not possible. You've told the whole story in the tags if you put two hundred tags on eight thousand words. You shouldn't put two hundred tags on anything. But certainly not something that's eight thousand words. Anyway, when I see that kind of tags, the the big ones I care about are the site warnings, and I scan for certain things and. I missed the come mornings. <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> and I they actually had a this, come morning, or you think they should have had a come it did, morning? It did turn out that I, I missed the tag. I did this out later. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, so there was there was a warning about the come. Um, not, not warning as much as a, a tag. Like, I guess so people who want that kind of thing can find it. Anyway, this story was really good. It was it was. It was great character dynamics. Um, the interactions were dynamic and hot. And then, like the very last paragraph, the orgasms happen, and there's like a pregnant belly. <laughs> and they said it was like, and they, and they actually said, like, it's like a gallon. And I was like, oh. no, 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 no. Even with a gallon, you couldn't make somebody look pregnant. <laughs> That's like five <laughs> gallons. Stop it. No. Look, I, we could talk about how the body works and how all that cum would have to navigate the entire digestive tract um, and how that would impact the digestive tract and how some of that swelling would be the digestive tract and how dangerous that would be. Um but we won't. But I went right. But what I went right to is, how in the world did that guy produce no. that much cum? How does that happen? No, and wouldn't he get dehydrated? It. Wouldn't he get dehydrated? Because that has it's to be the ultimate magic pick. You know, as long as he's if which he's is also not how that pants, works. If he's regu- wearing regular pants, that stuff is being produced on the fly, which means please, instant dehydration. Please don't don't Google giant balls. Testicles. Don't we made Google a mistake giant one day. testicles. <laughs> we, we made a grave error in judgment. <laughs> 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 
that happens sometimes. Sometimes you make a mistake. And then you share that mistake with all your friends. Sharing is caring. Isn't that right, Lady Holder? Mm-hmm. Who did do that? Was that you? Or was that you? I shared to you guys that, that it existed, as is the researcher. <laughs> and Lady Holder pointed out some of the biological problems inherent with it, and you're the one who had to go figure out how this condition could occur. Well, here's the thing. It was, I grew up it was equal parts on TV called Ripley's Believe It or Not. And he always told you how it happened, and then you had to believe it or not. Well, I had to go find out how it happened so whether or not I could believe it or not. <laughs> it was believe equal. It. I brought it up. I will admit that I threw this topic out there. But there was plenty of blame to go around for how badly the rest of that discussion went. But what the takeaway is, is these dumb bastards are doing it on purpose. Which is not some kind of genetic mutation. They're doing that shit on purpose. They're making their balls 31 inches across. On purpose. Bigger than their head. Bigger than their head and they're doing it on purpose. They can't even walk. Men, that is the ultimate. That is the ultimate testament to the dumbness of man. If little balls are super sensitive, how are big balls? I kind of tend to think it might be like, um, I don't know, Desensitization? maybe like boobs. It's like some people, some women with larger breasts report that as their breasts got bigger, they got less sensitive. But then sometimes women have increased sensitivity with larger breasts or whatever. So I mean, it's, I don't know. I think it's probably a little bit of a crapshoot, but I would tend to think you'd lose sensitivity, especially since they're exposed to so much more all the time. And Everything. In their case, with no shelter. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't Google it, bitches. Trust me on this. You guys, don't, you guys didn't trust me with the blue waffle, and some of you pay the price for that. Do not make the same mistake. I wouldn't tell you not to Google it if I wasn't serious. Because I like to educate people, but you don't need to know. There's a line you don't want to cross it. Speaking of boobs. Did you judge a boob? I bought a bigger ref- Yeah, I bought a bigger refrigerator a couple of years ago. Um, and where the space where my, refriger- where my refrigerator used to sit, um, I had a connection for an ice maker, right? And it was under... Um, there was a cabinet above it, and I didn't realize the refrigerator that I bought was too tall to fit in that space until it actually got delivered. So I had to put my refrigerator in a different place, and I put a um, a chest freezer in the spot where the refrigerator used to be. Keeping up? Okay. So I no longer had an ice maker, and it was really annoying. Um, and I could have had... a thing run under the floor because we have a crawl space and you know that would have been really expensive I thought well you know what we'll just get a countertop ice maker solve that problem and we did and we had a couple um the first one we bought was kind of cheap so it didn't last long about a year and a half two um 
and um, we just got a new cabinet. I wasn't going to take the cabinet, tear the cabinets out. That was just not going to happen. Because um, I'd have had to move heaven and earth to get those cabinets. Anyways, we got an ice maker. Well, recently we had to replace the ice maker, and we got one that has the buttons in the front, and it's a little taller than the other ice maker that we had. Now, it's important to know that I'm 5'4". Okay. So, the counter is right at my, a little bit above my waist. I I can't actually rest my tits on the counter, but I could if I bit my knees. Because <laughs> I'm that short, right? Shut up. So, anyway, the ice maker is tall enough that I have to get up on my tiptoes to look down in it to see if there's ice. Right? Well, this particular ice maker has a very sensitive on and off button. (laughs) And for the longest time, the damn thing kept cutting off and we could not figure out why it was doing it. We were going to send it back to the store. Because obviously something was wrong with it, right? Well, tonight... I um, wanted some ice, and I. it has a f- delivery in the front, which is really cool. You just push the button like a refrigerator, you know, the, you know, the indoor mm-hmm. delivery, ice delivery. It has front delivery. This is really cool. So I stuck my glass there, but no ice came out. So my husband's sitting there watching me, asshole. He could have looked for me, right, because he's significantly taller, um, but he didn't. So I get up on my tiptoes, and I look down into the ice maker, And my husband says, son of a bitch. And I said, excuse me? And he said, babe, you're cutting off the ice maker with your tits. (laughs) So every time I got from my tiptoes and pressed up against it to look down in it to see if it had ice because I couldn't get the button to work, I was cutting the damn thing off with my boobs. You boob bumped it. I it was booby trapped. <laughs> and that I is really how glad I didn't, that is how that became his chore. <laughs> I am really glad that I did not send that shit back to the store because they just sent me a new one and it would have had the same problem. It would like, indeed. What is this bitch doing to these things? <laughs> and you could have had that moment in front of a technician who came out to service the refrigerator to try to figure out why it keeps shutting off. Like, I, go, I go to look, to check, and you show him, he'll be like, and how does he point out delicately to you that you're... That you're cutting off the machine with your boobs. And with it being cold and everything, things could be pointy. Like they extra precision. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I was cutting it off. I've I've been cutting it off with my boobs, and that's why it, it, it cuts off. What's really funny is that when it cuts off, it doesn't make a noise, but when you cut it on, it beeps. That's rude. I know, right? At least I would have done immediately what I was doing. I mean, it needs to make a noise either way. My husband thinks it's the funniest fucking thing ever. But I am um, short enough uh, that in college, we had um, very large industrial washing machines that were deep. 
I would have to get up on it and hook my hips on the edge to get down into the washing machine to get my stuff. If I had little stuff in the washing machine, you know, jeans I could get out, but like if I had a whole bunch of socks and underwear, I would have to get up on in it. Like get deep down in that motherfucker to get my shit. That's unfortunate. Of course, then I was only 5'2 or 5'3. I gained an inch or by the time I was 25 or 26. Did I ever fall in? No. Because it's, it's helpful to have to have big boobs because it kind of provides an equilibrium. <laughs> <laughs> I had good balance on the edge of that thing. I was 5'8 yeah. when I was 12 and didn't Shut get two more up. inches. I know, but didn't get just. I only got two more inches after 12. But uh, and it seemed like inevitably we'd go to the laundromat, and of course I get the bottom dryers. And I'm like, ugh. I think I'm wondering I have back problems. This shit started early. I mean, <laughs> I was like always having to get everything off the freaking floor. I'm like, I'm not meant to be down there. <laughs> Do you see how tall I am? That's actually funny, Natasha. Natasha says, I haven't fallen in yet. Um... Here's the thing, when I got, um, when I was doing with my husband, he already had a washer and dryer set, and they were pretty old, and they, and they were pretty tall, but when I got the new set, um, I went down to uh, Lowe's, and um, I was testing all of the washing machines, I was opening them up and sticking my arm down in them, and seeing how far I would have to get up on my toes to get stuff out of the bottom, um, and this salesman comes up to me, and my husband's not with me, because my husband says, go on there and pick out what you want, and then I'll go down there after work and buy it, and we'll have it delivered. Well, okay. So I'm over here, sticking my arm in all these um, washing machines, and he says, the salesman comes up, man, he goes, ma'am, can I help you with something? I said, no. I said, I'll, I got three more to test, and then I'll come get you to pick out the one that I want for my husband to buy when he gets off work. He said, okay. And he walks away. And by the time I get finished looking at all these washing machines and the dryers um, and um, testing them and stuff, there are four of them standing there, and they're all watching me. So I get over there, and I was like, okay, so I pick out the ones that I want. And um, so if we could go ahead and get it all started, my husband can come over after work and um, take care of it. Um, he said, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He goes, but you've got to tell us what you were doing because we have a bet. <laughs> I said, you might have noticed that I'm short. And he said, yeah, we we might have noticed because they're all like six foot, every one of them. And I said, I was trying to find the washing machine that required the least amount of reach for me to get socks and underwear out of the bottom of it. <laughs> So you don't have bruises on your hips all the time. Right, right. That's really annoying. You don't, you, you don't, you don't understand because you're... <sighs> Anyways. I, well, have I did. Had, I have had I did boob play Goldilocks with the washing machine. From big boobs getting in the way. I've gotten bruised boobs. So I understand that wedging yourself into strange places can leave you colorful afterwards. I didn't ask them what their bet was because 
being short and being female often puts me the subject of jokes. I didn't want to know <laughs> what what they had bet on. I, I, I really didn't. <laughs> I don't what know would what they, they could have I've been sitting here trying to think what they might have thought you were doing that wasn't checking. Maybe they the they all system. had a had a guess as to what I was doing, and the person who was closest won, or I don't know. But um, no, I didn't ask because um, I didn't want to know. Because men sometimes um, they probably wouldn't have told me anyway because it was probably sexist. <clears throat> well, that's probably true. Men. <clears throat> Front loading washing machines, I don't trust them. I don't trust a front loading washing machine. What if it leaks? I find it very concerning. I would never buy a front loading washing machine. My husband offered me one, I said no, I don't think so. <laughs> What if it leaks? washers can leak too. Yeah, but that's just the whole drum thing is busted. Well, it could be their drainage hose has a leak. But There's plenty of, I mean, there is too many places for a front loader. To I leak. like front loaders because they're kinder being busty if I want a bra that fits well and is, you know, the equivalent of a support charm, they're going to cost me about 80 bucks at least. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the bras cost me 100 bucks. And, you know, agitators are not kind to underwear. My new washing machine doesn't have an, um, doesn't have an agitator. You don't have an agitator and a top loader? No. Wow. And it works great. Well, see, it's not that it's not, see, for me. It's not the top or the front. Is that I need something that doesn't have an agitator, and if it's mostly that's front loaders. I think that most of the top loaders now don't have agitators. They've start they've stopped putting them in. Um, my sister's doesn't have an agitator. When I saw it, I was like, "What?" And then when I went to look, I only found like two or three out of the ones that I tested that still had agitators, and they were small. That they were either short or very thin. It's the same thing with that walk-in bathtub I see on TV sometimes. I'm very curious You're about. Curious, but it's like. I could see a lot of water damage coming from that. <laughs> I know, right? But it looks so much fun. And I've never it had does. a bathtub where I could get my knees and my boobs in at the same time. And I'm five foot four. I can't imagine what you've gone through. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's called a hot tub. But you can sit in it, and it's a jacuzzi. It looks great. Yeah. But there's a door. I bet it leaks. So there was this one time where I decided I had I had a moment where to wash my duvet, I have to take it to a laundromat and put it in a large capacity washer. So sometimes I have to go to the laundromat and use the large capacity washers. Well, we tried this new place once, and we went, and they had the biggest commercial washers I have ever seen. And <laughs> I had a really dumb, dumb moment 
where I thought, I'm going to put everything in one of those. Because <laughs> I thought, I'm going to go to the laundromat with my duvet and sit there for four hours. Because the, the, the duvet and the quilt takes so long to dry. I might as well just get all my laundry done while I'm there. So I have like, I don't know, 15, 20 loads of laundry. So I, just, I have this moment, because it's a really stupid moment, where I thought I'm going to use one of these. You know, it was part of the she novelty thing. She said 20 loads, by the way. She kind of yeah, mumbled so. that. Anyway, I can put off doing the laundry for a long time. <laughs> anyway, so I had this moment. I put, I I'm gonna use for the novelty. I'm gonna use this enormous washer, which you could put like a family of six in, okay, with room for dinner. <laughs> so <laughs> load everything in there. Which, if it was just blankets and sheets and shit, it probably wouldn't have been a big deal. But I had to retrieve every one of my goddamn socks and all ninety pair of panties. <laughs> Out of that washer, and it was not easy. <laughs> Mistakes were made. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, oh, and the socks were like, there's you because the, the the washer was higher than my head, um, the top of the the top of the drum. That's so why I'm like looking up, and there's was there a socks. step ladder beside it? How'd you get your shit out? Well, I had to I had to get in, like lean into the washer, and get both hands on the drum and rotate it around a little bit at a time, and then kind of and I was like you, except I'm six inches Welcome taller. Welcome to my world. Was kind of <laughs> lying in the washer, picking the socks and stuff and the washcloths off from the back side of the the drum, and I was like, Welcome to my world. Do not it's ever shit, just, just to work unless you're six foot five. <laughs> Do not put socks, underwear, washcloth, small shit in a large capacity commercial washer. Just don't do it. It's a it's a bad idea. It's a bad and also <laughs> I have never in my life washed socks with sheets. There's a reason why most people naturally don't do this. <laughs> yeah, they um Yeah. That's a problem. You don't I, I just had, like, it was a moment, it was a, it was a complete, one of those things you can just say, it seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> just, did you, like, put a whole bottle of washing detergent in there? No, I use these, um, I use these packet, the packs, the all free and clear packs. And it's mm-hmm. like, and the thing is, sometimes when I'm doing my blankets, like, I'll put one in. And it will be just one because they really create a lot of foam with blankets and stuff. It'll have foam up to the top of the window. And I'm like, well, how many do I need in there? And I was like, that's a lot of laundry. But 20 probably is excessive. I'll put, <laughs> I'll put, I'll put 15. is <laughs> <laughs> excessive. I wish I, I, I could have seen this. It was tragic. <laughs> oh, speaking of being judged, um my my state, my opinion, my um what you call it, my position, my position on um, pedophilia and underage sex is um, not unknown in the fandom. 
when I um, published Birth of the Serpent King, um, Draco and Harry have some sexy stuff in that. They're 15. But they're both 15. And they're doing what 15-year-old boys do. That's natural and normal. That's what 15-year-old boys do. It's not normal and not natural for a 15-year-old boy to be doing that with a grown man. There's a big difference. Two 16-year-olds, that's what 16-year-olds do. They have sex. (laughs) As often as they can. As often as humanly possible. That's what they do. That's normal. It's the abnormal that I have a problem with. I'll read Harry and Draco fifth year, sixth year. I'll read Harry and Hermione fifth year, sixth year. It doesn't bother me at all because that's what that's what they do. That's what kids do. That's what teenagers do. They experiment with each other and they have fun and it's clean and it's normal and it's fine. Pedophilia is not clean. It's not normal and it's not fine. And there's a there's a big, huge line between the two. Oh, okay, so Nasha's asked, so I came in a little late to the party, but I heard the pedophile part and the judgment conversation. What's your take on stalking behavior, stalking obsessive behavior uh, along with blood and come play. Um, Tizabine does get a little dark. Um, there is blood play in t- Ties That Bind. Um, there uh, certainly would be come play in that particular world, although I haven't done it. Um, but there is no uh, incest or pedophilia. Um, in Ties That Bind, and specifically, pedophilia is a capital crime in the Ties That Bind verse. And so is rape. Rape, murder, and pedophilia are all treated the same way, and they are all crap, uh, they are all capital crimes in that verse. Um, because it's a world built on consent. It has to be. At any kind of um, genuine um, dynamic. I think there's a a line between, um, and I may be interpreting this question wrong, but there's a line between um, something I don't like and something I'm judgmental about because of whatever. So there are things I don't like. like I don't like reading blood play personally. I find it just off-putting, um, but I I don't care that other people have that kink, you know. Because to me, that's a kink. That's something adults consenting adults can do. Same thing with um, blood play. I mean, um, come play, come play especially. I'm not interested typically in reading. I just find it, and often, often, usually the reason why I don't want to read come play is because usually there's a humiliation um, um, aspect that's going along with it that I find I extremely like off-putting. So it's just, it's not, to, but I mean, if people want to read that thing, because humiliation kink is a big thing, and as long, you know, as it doesn't cross certain lines, 
what people want to read is what they want to read, and it's just not something I'm interested in reading. That's different to me than fetishizing something that is criminal. Um, and okay, I'm sure well, shoot, somebody's going to write wrong. me. Yeah, I'm sure somebody's going to probably write me something about you know how um, anal sex is illegal somewhere. That's not what we're talking about. Everywhere rape is illegal. Everywhere pedophilia is illegal. You know, and when you fetishize crimes, um, I do get judgmental about that, and I. I don't like run around stalk people and tell them that I think they're awful or anything like that. But yeah, I, I admit I get judgy about it because people will sit there and say things like. No I have never just, commented on anybody's shit. I just judge you from afar. <laughs> I, I um, the only time I ever I did comment on somebody's fic once, and it was because um, the author decided to spring a graphic rape on everybody, and I, I. I got very massively triggered, and I went off on the author um, in a comment on fanfiction.net for springing this graphic rape on her audience. And later, I regretted that decision to go off on her, but a lot of people went off on her. So I was going to go back. I don't think you can delete comments, but I was going to leave a comment publicly that said that it was out of line for me to make that comment. But in between the time that I had made my comment and the time that I went to go back and say that, you know, yes, I was triggered, but, you know, I should have not said anything, she had posted a chapter that wasn't a chapter. It was a response to all the responses she had gotten that, yes, this was planned from the very beginning. Yes, blah, 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 blah. She made a choice not to reveal it because she didn't want to ruin the surprise, the big reveal. And I got mad again, and I did not follow through with my plan to say that I should not have said, and I instead exercised massive amounts of self-control by walking away again. So, you know what, you know, though? If, if I had spoken up the first time, I would have fucking doubled down on, that, on her response. I would have fucking lost it. I mean, I, I know me. That's why I don't engage. Um and I rarely engage on my own site with people who um, have a problem with something that I, I've, I've written. I mean, oftentimes I'll delete it or I'll say something snarky, like, you know, just to kind of pass it off because I don't want to have a debate or a conversation because I would much rather be writing than arguing with you about what I wrote because I'm not going to change what I wrote because you're not happy. Um, but people who don't warn for horrific topics like rape and torture because it'll ruin the surprise are bastards. They mm-hmm. are utter bastards because you know what? Surprises are supposed to be good. A cake is a surprise. Diamond earrings. A birthday party can be a surprise. It's a great Not surprise. A welcome. Maybe not. Maybe birthday party isn't a welcome surprise, but you'll but get presents and cake. Yeah, but it's it's in the realm of good surprises. You know, I would never. Um, on I rough never, trade, I allow um, the publication of incest, which I don't agree with. I allow rape, which I don't agree with. But you have to warn. I would allow stalking. Absolutely, I would want 
participants to warn so the readers aren't surprised and I don't get bitchy emails. I allow murder, obviously. Um, you just, you just, you just got to warn. The only thing I don't allow on Rough Trade is rape, um, not rape, but um, child rape, pedophilia. Um, that's the only thing that's really not allowed on um, Rough Trade. And it is concrete. The first person who... <laughs> Oh my God! I would eviscerate a participant at Rough Trade if they posted pedophilia on my fucking site. And the funny thing is, people are so who are into this stuff. They so they're always. I find it interesting that they're always trying to find the inconsistency in my argument or the inconsistency in your argument. Because I warn if there's even discussion of rape in a story. Because if somebody has a trigger around that subject. If 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 somebody is if especially if like you're reading criminal mind stories, you that if that's some dark ass shit, okay. So there's kind of an expectation that there's going to be dark content to me if I'm reading a criminal mind story, but I still expect um, the author to be a little bit explicit about high trigger topics. But if there's even for me, if I I'm going to write even in, go ahead. Okay, if I'm gonna even write a high, if I'm gonna write even a discussion of a trigger topic, which has come up in many of my stories that they work a rape case, or a child's um, child a child uh, a pedophilia ring, or a child pornography, because I put Tony in the head of the FSVU in one of the stories, which is all that's what they work on. It's all they work on, and so I put a very exhaustive warnings about this is not happening on screen. But it is discussed, and the cases are about this stuff, and it could be upsetting. And so because I have that in stories, where I've had multiple stories where they've had discussions of rape, or somebody was raped in the past, or someone was an abused child in the past, I will get emails from people, hypocrite, for saying I won't read rape fic, but then write a rape fic. Um, like, you know, that's it's not. really there is a difference between fetishizing rape and including basically what is a canon element of investigative work into my stories. It's completely different. And it's just so bizarre to me that people will just jump on that in an attempt to justify their position as to try to make me into a hypocrite. Just for future reference, if you think one of us is being a hypocrite about this, you can kiss my ass right now. Just kiss it. Um, I'm perfectly okay with the discussion of um, um, of of crimes against a child on Rough Trade because you know people write criminal minds fic and and, and that's going to pop up you know it it is so and, and it's perfectly fine for that to be discussed but for it to be explicitly on the screen I've got a problem with that I do I just I'm not going to tolerate it I don't want to see. It has to happen off screen, and it can be discussed. <laughs> you little perv. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, but you know, um, Rough Trade, it's, it's in my name. It's got my name on it. I mean, it's got my legal name on it, actually, uh, for the host. I own that. 
um, I'm responsible for it. Um, and I'm not prepared to contribute to the distribution of child pornography. Because while you might while, well, there are writers in the fandom who've probably written it to be terrible. But what you have to understand is that even if you write it to be terrible and wrong and disgusting, and you make that clear in your fit from the very start that you're not writing it for titillation, you're not writing it to excite your reader, there are going to be readers who are excited anyway. And if you write an explicit rape and you don't write it to be exciting and you don't write it to be arousing, you need to be aware of the fact that you there are there is a certain sector of your readership that will find it sexually arousing anyway. And be prepared for those comments because they will happen. In Ty's mind, I wrote a particular story called A Lovely Agony. It was one of the more difficult stories to write in that series, as a matter of fact, because I had um, uh, the blood play, which is not one of my kinks, but I wanted to explore it as a writer because I did make it one of Rodney's kinks. Um, and um, I was really proud of that scene. I was really proud of it. Um, I thought it was just, I thought, I thought like I owned it, you know, so I, so I was really proud of the work I did on that for not really enjoying um, blood play um, personally. Uh, <clears throat> but one of the problems with um, A Lovely Agony is that there is um, Kevin Jordan in ties that bind, eventually get flayed alive. Flayed alive. It means that he's taken to Singapore, and Dr. Raja um, uses a bullwhip to rip off the skin on his back. There is a certain sector of people who read ties that bind that are not from fandom. When I first started posting it, I didn't know that. Um, they read it as original fic. Some of them have picked up the, um, the the Stargate series, so they are familiar with the characters, but they don't really see it as fan fiction. They 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 read it as original fic. Um, and when I posted the story, and I'm pretty sure that happens in a lovely agony. Um, when I posted the part where Dato Raja punished Ken Jordan. For his behavior, which I think takes place after a lovely agony, right? I don't know. It's been a long time since I've. See, the, so the thing is, is because the series is so big, it, it kind of blends together for me. It's like a one big book. Sometimes it's hard for me to pick out a scene if it took place in one book or another because it's been so long since I wrote it. And my story Bible isn't in front of me. But anyway, there's a scene where Kevin Jordan is flayed alive with a bullwhip. Um, I had someone email me and tell me that the Dato Raja punishing Kevin Jordan was the sexiest thing they'd ever read in their life. And he told me, this was a man, he told me he came so hard he almost passed out. 
I'm not kidding. I deleted that email. <laughs> I didn't even respond. I just deleted it because I, could, I was like, what? No, come on now. <laughs> I can't. I can't. So what you yes, need to be aware of is agony. that is when you yeah, – I, I was pretty sure it was, but I wasn't, you know, 100%. Um, that, the point is – I didn't tell you that story to make you guys sick – I told you that story so that you're aware that when you write something fucked up. Well, actually, what I would say, Anatasha, is that his response is exactly the clinical definition of sadism. Yeah. Um, sadism in the real world uh, is um, is a spectrum. But to get the psychological um, diagnosis of sadism um, isn't spanky spanky with your wife. <laughs> it's straight out of a Criminal Minds episode. <laughs> yeah. You, I um, admit, what I, yeah, but to, I, it's to get off on torture is the the textbook definition of a um, uh, a sadist um, and um, the bad kind. The really bad kind. He's never emailed me again, and I hope he doesn't. (laughs) It took me three tries to get through um, a lovely agony. I mean, I remember that that part pretty well. Because I I, I saw your – I remember reading your warning when that part came out. And so I kind of had a feeling because of how strong your warning was, it was going to probably push my personal limits. And I got to that scene and got started into it, and I knew that I wasn't up to it at that time, so I stopped reading. And then a day when I felt like I was ready for that scene, I read the scene and then needed time to process and then finished it. So it took me three reads to get through A Lovely Agony. And it was well written. I mean, obviously it was beautifully written. It was a lovely chapter and a lot of wonderful things happened in that book in the series. But, you know, I mean, that's why warnings are so important is because if I had stumbled into that, not been mentally prepared because um, you do psych yourself up for certain things. And, and I did. I um I warned heavily for that episode, and that particular episode is the reason that I stopped posting on the Stargate groups because I did warn for that, and I got blasted for warning. I was told that assuming my readership was too sensitive. Um, was an insult. And I I responded and told them, I said, well, you know, pardon me, I had no idea that all of you would be up for a human fling. Who knew? It took me ten days to write that scene. And it's what, like a thousand words? Maybe maybe two? It's not long. No, yeah. No, it's not long. In a long book, it's not a lot of the book. But it, it, yeah, and and I think, I guess I'm one of the special snowflakes that they that they think because, but I knew just with the way you described what was coming and what the likely punishment, what I thought the likely punishment was going to be is that I knew it was going to be a lot for me. So I was mentally prepared to take a break if I needed to. I was mentally prepared to go into that knowing that if I hit that scene, it was a lot that I would take a break from it. And if I really, really needed to, I could skip, skip it. You know, I mean, I, You take care of yourself when you're reading. It's just if an author doesn't warn, they don't give you the opportunity to take care of yourself. 
And I thought, you know, when I was when I was putting that particular scene together, I framed it in such a way that you could skip it. It was it yeah. would have been very easy for any reader to skip that scene and to know what happened. Because later on it John even tells somebody what happened. I think that yeah. Carson and Elizabeth discuss it. So, um you can skip it. Um but I uh when I first plotted it I thought, No, no, I can't write that. Um and but then sometimes you have to tell the story you, you have to give your story what it deserves. Um and I'm I'm I've never written anything that I would consider gratuitous as far as that kind of thing goes. Gratuitous sex maybe. <laughs> Gratuitous <laughs> torture? No, I don't. I don't do that. Um, and I don't think um, that I would have never written John in that position. But it was very easy to put Dr. Raja in that position because I think it's important. Um, it was important to um, show the reader. But more importantly, to show Rodney that this is this is who trained John, and this is the Dom who marked John as basically the son he never had or never will have. Um, so that Rodney knows that that's in John, that Gato Raja saw that saw that mirror of himself in John, and um, it's just an important. An important part of John's character to explore, and I explored it through a secondary character to keep John a little softer. And so I hope I succeeded on that front. You did. Um, you did. Um, but so, but that wasn't. You know, it was. It was harsh. It was a harsh write. I mean, it was very harsh to write. Um, but I think it served the story, and I would not have put it in if it didn't, because um, I don't believe in doing stuff like that. Um, and knowing that somebody got off on it was really disturbing. But I just, just, and I didn't tell you that story, like I said, to upset you or gross you out, but to let you know that when you do write something like that, there's going to be someone out there who enjoys it in a way that you're not prepared for. But that's true Indeed. across the board. Oh, my God. Sometimes I'll be like, were you reading the same fucking story that I wrote? I, don't, I didn't write that. Where did you get that? <laughs> That's not what I said. <laughs> I, I wrote um, one of the, um, one of my shorts. I think it was, I don't remember which short it was. It was one of the, one of the prompts on, on the workshop, but I don't, remember which, I don't remember which prompt. Obviously, I remember which story I'm talking about. I don't remember which prompt. Was, um where Tony is at Jeffrey White's funeral, and he's sort mm -hmm. of mentally um, struggling with the fact that... Um, is it the rain? It, n no, it, no, that the that one's, uh, the wet was a different one. Um, okay, continue. Anyway, he's, um, because <laughs> I had, the way I wrote it was that um, Lane, whatever his name is, was drug Tony with the intention of, um, raping him and probably killing him. And he, um, Jeffrey White, killed his partner because 
he liked Tony and decided to save him. And then Tony wound up killing Jeffrey. So I wrote Tony in a place where he's very emotionally conflicted um, about the fact that he um, killed Jeffrey. He didn't regret it, but he was conflicted because Jeffrey had also done something very powerful for him. And he was taking some time off to deal with this. Anyway, this came out of um, a story that I had plotted a while ago but never had written. I plotted it, and actually I started it, but I kind of started it where the sexual assault actually happened. And Tony doesn't remember much of it, but he remembers enough of it. And it it uh, it starts after, obviously I was not interested in writing the actual sexual assault, but it, his journey to um, dealing with himself um, after after that after that case, so that's kind of been like a, a, a backup. Something I had wondered if I would ever pick up, um, because it's one of those things. that's a difficult subject, and it's not something I would write unless I was in the right place to write it. But after I wrote that, prompt, rape recovery is hard to write and it's hard to read. I will read rape recovery. I will not read actual rape. Um, right, and, and there is a there is a big difference. And I would not call a rape recovery fic a rape fic. They're not the same fucking thing. No, they're not. I would call it. My warning would be discussion of rape, not, you know. But anyway, uh, and I would say it was rape recovery. But after I wrote that short, someone wrote me this very long email, very excited about that story, about how great it would be if I wrote, built on the concept in that, and wrote a story where Tony was raped badly and hurt in that episode. And they had all this big wish list around. I want to stab people. It was almost gleeful about his trauma, was the tone of this email, was almost gleeful about the trauma that he would have gone through. And um, and this wasn't even a, I, I I didn't write Tony being raped, but somebody so got off on just the concept that he might have been raped that they sent me this email about exploring this this idea that, and the funny thing is I already had plotted out a story that explored what it would have happened to Tony if that had gone down that way. And it totally, it was so upsetting to me, that email, that I don't know that I would ever be able to write that story, even though I'd already invested time in plotting it, because it was so it was so upsetting to get somebody who who was fetishizing the concept of rape because that's what they were doing. I mean, rape didn't happen, but they were fetishizing the concept that it might have happened and how great it was. And it was so people will take something that you don't intend to be titillating and be titillated by it. And so if you write something that's a difficult topic and somebody gets off on it, um, they might tell you. Just they might prepared. tell you, and then you got to be prepared to deal with that. And sometimes you'll get an email, you and another author. Well, they'll list out all the things that they want you to write, and there'll be requirements. And then they'll tell you at the end, if you don't want to write it, perhaps you could give it to one of your writer friends, and they could write it. But please remember the requirements. What were the requirements again? <laughs> Please remember that at a minimum it has to be this stuff. It's like, well, how's that? <laughs> this damn thing was like <laughs> 20 pages. I don't know. It, it probably wasn't 20 pages, but it felt like 20 pages. Jillian and I both got an email once from a, from a reader who wanted us 
one of us to write a story for her. And she outlined the whole thing, the whole plot bunny, and then there was a list of requirements that had to happen. Requirements. <laughs> Pretty sure I put that in the assholes folder. I'm trying to find my assholes folder. Where is the assholes folder? I too have an asshole folder. I I filter anybody that pisses me off into it, and I don't even read their shit. So if you ever sent me an email and I didn't respond, either I deleted it or you're in the asshole folder. Now you just have to wonder which one it is. Whereas <laughs> in my case, if you sent me an email and I didn't respond, it could be because I had twenty two thousand unread emails, and she deleted them. <laughs> <laughs> and at some point you just go, well, if it's more than a few months old, Fuck it. they must not need an answer. Fuck it. I took a hiatus from fandom. Buddy Holder remembers that. Um, during one of my um, cancer scares. And um, I come back to um, like 5,000 messages in live journal. Um, or maybe it might, it might have been like over 8,000. I don't even remember. Um, in like it was just it was just a month. It was just a month, but it was like a month and a half. Um, and about eight thousand emails, and I was like, F- I just don't even fuck it. I I marked them all red and deleted everything in the inbox because I was like, I can't even. I can't even. <laughs> I cleaned out live journals and delete all. <laughs> what the hell am I supposed to do with eight thousand messages? I don't even know. I I ain't doing it. So, one time I actually put up a note on my site that says, "Look, if you sent me something you needed a response on and you didn't get a response from me, it is lost. Just send it again." <laughs> because um, I I have I Natasha have Natasha asks. So, for assholes, do you screenshot and verbally flay online? I do not. I threatened Sometimes it. I've never actually them. done it. On my podcast, Mike, I'm talking to you, Mike. Are you listening? Um, but I don't actually. Um, I've never actually called out a reader by name, um, um, identifiable name. Um, and there are several people who are banned on um, Rough Trade, um, who were at one time minions, who are banned, um, and I don't discuss those people. Or, or, or what they did. They're just not here anymore. Um, uh, it. I try to stay above it. Does that make sense? I Because sometimes, you know, I'll get a whole... I mean, I used to get so much hate mail over ties at Vine. Every time I posted something, I would get 20 or 30 emails a day, sometimes for a week, about um, writing um, rape fic, or I was writing abuse fic, or I was glorifying domestic violence, and some asshole signed me up for religious emails. I mean, and some people told me I needed to go to therapy, because obviously I needed therapy, and then there were rape threats. There was this one man who sent me a threat every single time I posted for Ties That Bind, um, offering to come to my house and raping me to death. He he was offering, but I took it as a threat. Oh, um, uh, yeah. I, I never answered those emails. Um, I deleted them all. 
Uh, and I uh, often, if there's a comment on my site that's really offensive, I just delete it. I, I don't respond. If someone's being a snarky asshole, I'm a snarky asshole back. Um, like when they say, oh, I wish this was longer, and I'm like, I respond, I, I wish I lived on Mars. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> it really depends because um, – because of um, proxy servers and randomizers, you you don't know where somebody is. I mean, um, I had to ban a guy from my site uh, who's from Germany um, who really, really repeatedly crossed the line with me um, and tried to get super personal in my business, and it made me uncomfortable. Um, so I banned him, and I sent his emails to Google and asked Google if they would ban him and make sure he couldn't email me again. And um, they did what they could. But if he ever gets another IP address or he changes his IP address or he changes his ISP or he goes to a public cafe, then anything that Google put in place won't protect me from him. And he might email me again or maybe he's already found somebody else to abuse. Um, I've had readers threaten to cut my head off. Oh, yeah. I got one of those. I got a um, beheading threat when I posted Birth of the Serpent King. And when I started posting Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond, I had this dude from the Netherlands send me a death threat. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh my God! He said, he, he said, I ought to kill you. Why aren't you working on the War Mages trilogy, you fucking cunt? Someone ought to bash your head in. I will never forget it. I was like, are you fuck? And I just forwarded it to Google. I said, can you do something about this? Because <laughs> I don't know what to do. And, um... <clears throat> He made the mistake of using the same email to sign up for my site, so I banned his IP and I gave his IP address to um, to Google, and he has never emailed me again. So um, I guess they did their part, or they're filtering the emails that he sends me <laughs> to some circular file that I don't see, but I don't see him anymore. Um, and you know, it's like uh, it, that's just what happens. That's just the kind of thing that you have to deal with when you're out there. Um, and you do have the kind of personality that I have because men find me very challenging. Because I don't bow down and I don't apologize for my opinions and I don't agree with them and I don't let them insert themselves into my work, which is why all those assholes in Zarazkaban hate me. And they can go fuck themselves in the orifice that gives them the least amount of pleasure. With a cactus. Something he knows. Ear, your hollowed out eye socket. I don't care. <laughs> but you know, uh, several of them are were really pissy with me because I didn't let them intrude on my process with their opinions and their wants and their desires. And we've discussed that before in fandom about how readers think they're entitled to um, to participate in your process because that's how they participate in fandom. Well, I really hope that people like J.K. Rowling have some um, intern <laughs> that can read that shit for them so she doesn't have to read that kind of shit. And I really hope that she's never stumbled across um, 
a four-year-old Harry Potter being treated like a sex slave. I really hope. Because if that was my character, I would be fucking livid. Uh, yeah. She must have I ain't gonna lie, I got down out of shape when someone mistreated my my Maddie, someone mistreated Matthew um, in one of their fix. I wasn't okay with it. At all. And if you're listening, I'm still fucking not okay with it. I cried. I was so upset I cried. I cried on Lady Holder most of the night. <laughs> it, was it was terrible. I was like, um, no, what is, what is going on with Matthew? I don't understand. To write an AU of Tyson Bine and to have Matthew lose his pedals, he, I, no, no, it just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. It didn't happen. It can't happen. Stab it. Stab But I never you know. said a word to the actual author about that particular thing. That wasn't the issue that I had with that author. Um, it was a different issue. Yeah. I have um, I, I have a really hard time actually writing anything Shepard-focused and not using Matt. So I just, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, I think Kira has like a standing warning that that I'm going to be getting Matt dirty sometimes. <laughs> but then I promise to clean him up before I put him back. Um, well, see, here's and, the thing about Matt Shepard that's super important that I want you all to remember, that you are welcome to include him in your fic. But be careful with Matt Shepard because I inadvertently used the name that I wish I hadn't. Because there's a real Matt Shepard, and he died. He was the victim of um, a homophobic attack. He was murdered, a hate crime, and he was murdered. And um, he was a beautiful young man, and he was killed for being gay. And I, I did not make the connection between that Matt Shepard and my Matt Shepard. It was just the, the Shepard is spelled differently. Until much later, so someone asked me if I had done it as a um, a tribute to the real Matt Shepard, and I hadn't, but he became one. So, if you write Matt Shepard, be kind to my Maddie because of the real Maddie. That's all I ask. Um, just don't. I mean, I am... Because not only will you catch grief for it, I will be notified repeatedly. Every which way. Until I give in and send you an email and cuss you out for doing it. (laughs) And beg you to take it down. Because I'm tired of getting fucking emails from the 7,000 plus people who are members of my site. No, that's Rough Trades numbers. I have a little over 13,000 members to my site, and every one of those motherfuckers will email me and let me know that you've abused my character. And I like Matt more than I like John, even. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's perfectly okay to, you know, to, to give Matt a story and to, to in, enjoy writing him. Just don't abuse him at all in any fashion. Nope. Or make him a dickhead. Or make him a dick, or make him uh, just, just don't. He, he can because be, he can be 
guy asshole-ish, like, you know, charming Yeah, he can be a guy asshole, because he is a guy not, asshole. I mean, I write him not as a little asshole. criminal asshole. Or, you know, or rapist, or be raped. I mean, just just don't do it to my to Matt, because it's not... Um, I didn't intentionally do it, but it's there, and it that connection can't be broken. So... And every time I think of the real Matt Shepard, um, I am reminded for how how horribly he died, and how important it is to be kind and honorable in my choices when it comes to my Matt. That's that's all I'm saying. So when I saw him being so mistreated in a story. It really, really, I mean, it was like getting punched in the face. More than once. It's happened more than one time. I don't actually have a lot of blog followers because most people don't use the WordPress follow. They 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 follow my RSS feed instead. So, because... Um, they prefer that because it's a daily um, digest. When I used to post a lot, the daily digest was really convenient for some people. <laughs> so they wouldn't get ten individual emails. They would get one, you know, email with all of them consolidated. So, But, um, yeah, just just be kind to Matt. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, actually, I think when when you're borrowing something from somebody else, there's sort of a, beyond that, it's like you sort of have an obligation to treat it in the spirit in which that person created it. Um, Yeah, but on the other side of it, I bashed the fuck out of Ginny Weasley. But see, I don't talk to J.K. Rowling. (laughs) She's not among my writer friends. Yes. (laughs) But if I borrowed Alex Shepard, I would treat him very kindly. Because he's Jilly's character, and I respond, and I interact with Jilly, and I would be, I would feel beholden to treat her character with with care. Whereas I don't talk to Joanne, so I'm going to continue to bash the fuck out of Jenny Weasley until Joanne emails emails me and tells me to stop, and then I will stop immediately. Because if Joanne emails me, I'm going to be like, oh fuck, please don't read my gay porn. Don't don't read the porn. My biggest, my, my biggest. nightmare would be to find out because I know David Hewlett trolls fan fiction sites. I know he does it. He said it. My biggest fear is that he stumbles across my site and reads Ties That Bind. (sighs) My face is hot. In some of the art that you guys have created. Oh, God. (laughs) No can do. Oh, God. (laughs) Please, David Hewlett, please. Stay out of fandom, please. <laughs> it's please not for don't. you. It's for us. For I'm so fandom, sorry. I like your ass there. so much. <laughs> but you, I, I have unfortunately headcanoned myself with something. Um, because sometimes, you know, especially with these short writing prompts, sometimes you write something that you just kind of don't want to invest a whole bunch of time in development into something either a concept or a character, and you're like, hey, can I borrow this thing from you? (laughs) And when I was writing Pink, 
I wrote Kara and said, hey, can I borrow Zale? He's not even going to appear on screen. I just need, you know. Anyway, so I wrote this Harry Potter <laughs> short, and I paired Tony, because I didn't want to pair, I, I didn't have any Harry Potter OCs that would really work. So I was like, can I borrow Zale? So I paired Tony and yeah. Zale, but Zale was never on screen. It was just a throwaway mention that he was in a relationship, right? And I incepted myself, and I'm like, shit. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, see, that's really cool because you can borrow someone's OC. They've already done all the work for you. you know, we, we we talked about character creation. Um, and that's the beauty of someone like Zale or, or Matt Shepard. Um, because I've already done the work of inserting him into the canon of um, Stargate. It's really easy for you to visualize Matt moving around in your story if you've read a lot, if, if, if you've read a lot of my work. And so he becomes an, another part of... Um, your head cannon, and he's very easy for you to use. And so I'm perfectly okay with that. Just don't be mean to him. <laughs> That's right. Be nice. And, you know, Zale is the same way for Jilly because she's seen him in a variety of um, different um, works. And so he's familiar to her a great deal like a canon character would be. So when you see an OC like that, like Alex has become for me kind of, um, I don't know what I'm to do. I I have a problem. Um, when you see a, an OC that's been constructed so well that they sit down into the canon like they were always there, it's really easy for you to use them as if they were always there. Mm-hmm. Which is why a character like Matt Shepard um, can become so ingrained into people's headcanon. And you'll be reading another story and you're like, well, no. John's got three brothers. What the fuck are you talking about? I do it. I'll be like, what do you mean John only has one brother? Are you fucking kidding me? I'm sorry, <laughs> show. You got it wrong. <laughs> I'll be emailing Astolot. Hey, I'm just kidding. I've never emailed Astolot. <laughs> Where are John's other brothers? I don't understand. Is this how they got um, um, emailed Astolot? I don't think so. Um, but I love her work. If, if you've never read Astolot, you definitely need to read Astolot and read Lady Raw and read Estefi and just dig in. Yeah, there's some people that you that's, just need to you just need that's to cake, get, right? get snacks, lots of water, and just settle in for a long haul on their page. Just go. I read Loving Rodney today um, by Lady Raw. Fucking fantastic. I was reading that one today, too. <laughs> Largely probably because I, I saw it on a story finder. Yeah, I did. I put the link up there. Yeah, that was your fault. That was, was my link. That was your fault. That's right. <laughs> uh, it was like way <laughs> early in the morning when I saw that. was where Rodney got electrocuted, and he, Rodney gets electrocuted in that story. So I thought it was the one she was looking for. It wasn't, but um, I was like, oh, well, I'm going to read it. <laughs> Which my and next one teed up because my my favorite of her SGA stories is Race Killers, because oh, I love Race Killers. Tigers, all over tigers, the right? Because fucking tigers, <laughs> big white tigers, and yeah, big tigers. Um, yeah, Race Killers is one of my favorite SGA stories. I adore it. So I'm gonna get that one next. But yeah, it's uh. <laughs> Uh, what I like about Loving Rodney is that part where um, they they finally get enough power, and John's like, and we can send that guy home before he kills Rodney. <laughs> like, 
priority to get that dude off of Atlantis before he kills Rodney. It was just, it was, it's perfect. It just, it just definitely summed up John's character in that story completely. It was great. There's an audio version of Wraith Killers. Yeah. A podcast. Well, a podcast. I usually don't listen to Podfic, but um, I've been having this issue lately where it's not comfortable for me to read for hours at a time at my computer, So, which has never been a problem before because um, I uh, read on my tablet mostly. You know, it works. That's, that's the thing. But my tablet's too heavy. I've got this torn ligament in my hand, and my tablet's too heavy. And so I've been, like, discombobulated. So I might try some Podfic or something, podcast or Podfic or whatever they are. You should put that on your list for your future blog. (laughs) I should. My tablet is too heavy. (laughs) Jilly's compiling a list of topics for her um for her future blog that she may one day create about her first world problems. <laughs> my first world problems. My my pop and there's a there's a lady in my grass today and <laughs> and uh my my tablet is too heavy and I had to almost crawl inside an industrial washer <laughs> <laughs> to get her panties out. And she asked for fourteen hundred eggs in farm in, in rural story and only got six hundred and sixty six. I know what's what's up with that? <laughs> when you ask, when you specifically ask I did. I did specifically ask. You did specifically ask for fourteen hundred eggs. We're down to ninety seconds. Thanks for showing up to this impromptu and shortly announced podcast where um, we had no real topic and I wandered around and I'm still judging you on, on AO3 and I'm not sorry. And please don't send me emails because I'm just going to delete them. It's a waste of your time because I'm not even going to read them. If She's going to judge you harder. <laughs> I'm going to judge you harder. I, She's going to double down on the judging. Don't waste your time because I'm just going to delete it. Unless you really gonna... piss me off, then I'll then I'll share it with the other bitches, and then maybe have a podcast about you, and Don't not say your, your name, but make it totally about you, and you will know. Don't make Kira's knickers of judgment give her a wedgie. You will regret it. I am married. My booty is married. You can't actually kiss it. I'm married. <laughs> say good night, Jilly. Good night.